Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calder Ness. This episode, Simi and I are going to be talking about the road to states. That's Avengers 60th, Arata's, and all sorts of crazy mechanics that people are comboing together in modern age right now. This is episode 470. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100? Instant deadpan humor. Over okay, six uh, people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fools. They're going to be able to edit that out, I'm sure. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm going to make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding? <laughs> Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5, D-I-A-L-5, for 5% off your Cool Stuff Inc. order. And if you're shopping on the shop.wizkids.com website, you can use code DIALH10, that's DIALH10, for 10% off your Heroclix order. This does not include Iconics, however. Use code DIALH10 on the shop.wizkids.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Just uh, enjoying the drier heat that we've had the last day or so. Instead, of I the... think it was a record today, wasn't Didn't I hear that somewhere? It was like a record hot today, for this week at least. Oh, probably. Maybe not like, the summer, but yeah. Not definitely not like a record hot for Oh no, not state, definitely like not record time for like Nebraska. Yeah. But for this day, sure. Probably. Sure. <laughs> you pretty tanned up. You were looking pretty dark when we filmed our Avengers unboxing. Yeah, as long as I don't put, pull my sleeves up or you don't look at my legs. I've, ah. got, I've got quite the tan going on. <laughs> Therein lies the secret. Uh Simi, what made you happy this last week, my man? What made me happy this last week was uh, I went to see The Flash. Ooh. Ooh, he's so fast. Spoiler alert. He runs. Whoa. Uh, um, I did that. Uh, went and saw some family. Did some family stuff. And, uh, you know, just had a had an extra long weekend. So that was nice. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. I was also there with you for The Flash. And it was a pretty good time. So... We had a pretty good time. I really, I really enjoyed that. It's day. in my top five animated DC movies for sure. <laughs> I, I, there's probably more animated on screen than there ever is like real. That seems to be the case for a lot of superhero movies, but for the Flash, I, I agree with you. Yeah. There was what's wild a lot of CGI going on. Uh, no spoilers or anything, but of the actors they have there's more cgi of their faces than there is just their faces uh <laughs> with the so like, exemption of like a few but like um apparently ezra like again no spoilers apparently ezra miller's face was copy and pasted onto like a body double for some of the shots so oh <laughs> there's like weird cgi there it's funny it wasn't terrible cgi it was just sometimes it was very uncanny valley where it was just like oh yeah that's not human it's not quite right right so but yeah it was a movie there were definitely parts where i was like it's meant to look bad in this part right like it has to be <laughs> so I, I hope they definitely like, did not a... be perfectly polished this isn't the first movie where we've seen like the flash and no. it's not even like that we get the what was it um, the Nolan 
cut the what was the the justice oh League the cut? snyder cut the snyder cut that's what it was yeah um so we got the snyder cut which had way more flash than the original justice league did but even this one like distance itself from the visuals that they used in that one to show like the flashes yeah. and speed and stuff it was very strange uh and I, i'm not gonna do again i don't want to talk about it too much because i it's pretty right, brand spoilery. new and i don't want to spoil or anything but i will say if you go to see it it does seem like this version of the flash has to like charge up to use his powers which i thought was weird he's like i have to focus and like you know and then he like enters really think fast time or something but but no it was a fine movie for sure yeah i had a good time uh, but all right, what made me happy this week? I'm not. I'm not going to say the name of it, even though the name rhymes really well. I want to keep the pot. <laughs> might might bother some people. So I went to a Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival, and if you dare go down that hole, you can feel free to Google what that means. If you don't know what that means, uh, it's not really inappropriate, but I'm just not going to say it on air. I guess I so. hung the sign uh, for it. Did you? Okay, yeah. I was curious. The I was like, that because that billboard, yeah, along I eighty. So yep. that's the reason I went because I saw that like three times when I went to Lincoln, and I was like, I'm gonna go. So Simeon, the billboards, they work. I mean, wow. you know, you I'll know t- this. I'll tell my, yeah, my company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell, tell I'll let company. them know tell that them. after a uh, hundred and eight years, we finally got one. <laughs> what purely off of a billboard, <laughs> not seeing it anywhere else. Purely off of a billboard, I went to this festival. And wow, I had a great time. So you can you can tell them that because I spent I spend ten dollar entry fee, sixteen ish dollars, and like nine bucks for like a water. Dude, water was expensive. Drinks were expensive. Like I I was like so bummed. Um, I was like thirsty. It's a lot of fried, a lot of fried food, and it was good. I had a great time. I hadn't had Rocky Mountain oysters in actually like a really long time. And like probably since I was like a kid, and I was like, man, I, I remember enjoying them back then. They're doing like a whole thing for them. Yeah, I'll go. It was packed with people. It was like, oh yeah, it's a I stood draw. in line for like 15, 20 minutes to get food, and then another like ten minutes. If you if you wanted like a beer or something, you would have been in line forever. You know, like thankfully they also sold water at the food part. Um, but they split up like the beer lines and the food lines, and it was like, wow. They, I mean, they had a band playing that somehow went <laughs> from. Uh, Florida Georgia Lines Cruise, like they were just like playing basically, um, what do you call it? The the melodies of songs, oh, the, sure. the little middle, the bridges and stuff. And they went from like cruise to party in the USA somehow. They like bridged that gap perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, wow, that's just flawless transition, sure. So they were a pretty fun band to listen to. And I got my Rocky Mountain oysters. I ordered a pound. I ate the pound. And I was like, I am satisfied. And then I just kind of hung out for a little bit. And I was like, all right. I'm gonna go because no. Uh, he's like, I was like, all right, well, that was fun, and then I left, and I was like, all right, glad I did that, and then I, uh, there was supposed to be a storm Saturday, but there really wasn't anything, so I couldn't yeah, even say I beat much. it home. There was just like nothing really happened, so that was just that just made me happy. It was really fun, but obviously, yeah, going seeing the movie with you guys and then hanging out at the festival, I was like, all right, right on, all's right with the world, and yeah. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> like that was it. I was like. Probably spent more time. There's like several of those line. festivals throughout the states. And oh, nice! Uh, when I worked at Cashway, is it's a big food distributor. I worked in the freezer, and every so often it was like twice a year 
we would get these massive oyster like massive orders for oysters and it was like one bar would order like six pallets like dang you know like full like you know five foot tall normal sized pallet just completely stacked with like boxes it was insane how much they would go through at those things i think i think they said they ordered like 2000 something pounds of them maybe even more probably more honestly than that like they they ordered a ton and i was like wow okay and they still had like other food you could get there too and i was like wow some dude (laughs) this made me laugh way too hard um he ordered those uh and a foot long corn dog and i (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't not just laugh at him i just thought that was a hilarious like and some uh, really i want to i want to make a really funny combo yeah, it was really, it was really funny. Um, but all right, let's go ahead. Let's jump into some of these Avengers 60th erratas. These went live on the win. I don't even know what day. June 15th, so yeah. just a little while ago. Uh, this is pretty really fun. We're just going to... Almost 1 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 12.56 Somebody burning Goodness. the midnight oil over at uh, HC Rules Get, Team. Dude, getting these erratas done. That is that is incredible. I didn't even notice the time of, uh, of publishing that. It's hilarious. I am going to... We'll just start from the top. We talked about some crazy Clea stuff last week. Ignore everything we said, because yeah. almost right after that episode <laughs> came out, they changed her. Uh, she's more balanced now, versus being like a broken, like unplayable yeah, figure. Yeah, essentially, um, there was a way through like whatever means there was a way to get Clea's range value down to one which would mean opposing like you could potentially shell her up opposing characters couldn't get in her range and all friendlies would be like around her so opposing because of this trait opposing characters couldn't attack those friendly characters because they met the requirement of being within her range without the opposing characters being within her range and so yeah um, I was told there was ways to do it without having to have her range down to one. Like you could put her in the corner of a map, yada, yada, that kind of stuff. So there's still ways you could kind of do this, but yeah, that was essentially so the problem. The new change. So like, basically you couldn't even target, even if you were like adjacent to him, basically, cause you weren't within like literally like Clea's square or something like he was crazy. Uh, so now they changed it to opposing characters not within Clea's range can't target friendly characters within Clea's range unless they are adjacent to the character they would target. So now you can always hit them with close attacks. Yeah. Pretty, Which is fine. Pretty simple. You can always target them when you're adjacent. I think most teams have a way of doing that. If your opponent's trying to shell up with this kind of team, you're eventually going to close the gap. Um, right. It's still a very good power a very good figure and i think it's worth looking at to build around for sure uh but yeah it's actually you know in the rock paper scissors match that hero clicks can be sometimes it's not like an always win situation anymore exactly the next change we go on to this is for all of the new shifting masters of evil chases we just got almost (laughs) unnecessary you would think at this point (laughs) it's very it's very silly (laughs) i i yeah So shifting focus, but they have two different point lines, right? So it's just common sense to be like, well, I paid 50 points, so I shift into the 50 point line. No, I guess not. Because it doesn't say it in the text of the trait, they had to add um, 
At three, if you if blank began your turn on the map, replace blank with another character with this trait. Here's what they added at the same point value and on the same click number. So why isn't yeah, this just you, in the comprehensive rules when it says like a I character know. would replace or um, that it should be, you know, would replace or, or be generated. Their point value can't exceed the like character's point value that they are being replaced or generated for or whatever. Why doesn't it just say something yeah. like that in the comprehensive rules? And then if they ever wanted it to like that, that uh, ruling to be broken, they could just specify in a special power for that character. Cause this is just silly. Anyone that was really trying is. to argue, I can swap, you know, 50 point iron inquisitor into a hundred point ghost goblin. Like you're being silly and very, very disingenuous. Silly. Like you've played this game long enough. You know, that's not how these things should work. Yes. On paper, it could technically work that way because they didn't have that specific wording, but geez, I'm just, I'm glad I'm not that yep. level of player anymore. I know. <laughs> I never was, like, I guess, on, but I'm glad I'm not like in the competitive scene where, uh, you know, I bulk at casual play and then I say things like I, sh I can switch a 50 point character with a hundred point character because they forgot to specify. <laughs> yeah. The bending of the rules and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, I can, I can cheat this. Look at how I can abuse it. And it's like, geez, goodness gracious. It's, it's just a little, it's a little much. It's a little annoying. Yeah. Um, so he fixed that, which is really funny. Uh, next up, we have a change specifically for Ghost Goblins team up. I'm just going to read the entirety of this really quick. If Ghost Goblin is on a listed theme team, friendly characters have Sinister Syndicate team ability. If they already have Sinister Sinister Syndicate team ability and it has to say printed on their base and they use it, modify attack plus one. So it adds the print on their base because yeah. otherwise they would already have it from his. I was going to say, did this trait? come up with. I don't know if it was Iron Did Spider come, or yeah. what it was. Iron Spider like, also had this exact has... same errata. Yeah. So I think by the time they got to errating, errating Iron Spider, uh, Avengers 60th was probably already shipping or was probably already right, like printed probably or printed something. And, yeah, ready to but, go. Yeah, this, is, this was just another one where it's, this is kind of like the same thing as the last one. This is a ruling that we've gotten used to enough where we should just expect it and play it as like that way. But because it's not written that way, we have to either errata it or deal with the pushes glasses ups, sorry kid, teleports behind you type <laughs> yeah. hero clicks players. The <laughs> next change is for the Iron Man of War Machine Legacy card, which I, I think a lot of people noticed this right away. Right. Um, but they have that same, when they, when they die, when they're KO'd, ability that Lex Luthor and Joker have, that World's Finest have, Poison Ivy, etc. Um, except theirs was missing non-KO clicks. So you, it's instead of you place them on their last clicks and heal them two clicks. So it would just heal them to another KO click. And they would well, they actually have a. They thankfully they have a click ten. So if oh, you put do. them on their okay. last click, which is like twelve, they'd heal eleven and then ten. They'd be on their last click, versus they should be on click ten and then go to eight, basically. So yeah, it, it was really funny where it's like, oh nope, that's not how we've traditionally worded this at all. It needs to be last non KO clicks. Yeah. So Avengers Prime or, had the same thing. I also. Yeah, I they think, also had. I think they changed that. Yeah, for yeah, 
And then a secondary change for Avengers Prime was uh, they should, uh, there's just two O's in should, they should have flight instead of boot symbol. I believe it's just on the card, though, because yeah. obviously on the on the character's like figure, they have flight. That was the only one listed as a clarification. The rest of these have been yeah, clarification. full Ooh, blown these have been all erratas. Because they, the erratas. they have to change the text on the actual card. So. Very true. I guess that's why I, I don't know. I feel like I a lot of these also just seem like clarifications, but I guess it's they considered erratic because they have to add text. I don't know. Eh, it must be right versus yeah. uh, ooh, that's a that's a goof that's a goof up, and then versus actual text. The legacy Loki, um, he modifies his attack. So his my control. It says my control when Loki uses it. Modify attack plus one for each action token, uh, and then it says on all targets. So versus uh i think maybe people are like oh action token on loki action token on who action uh it's for all for the targets for each so, yeah. action token on all targets that so if he multi-targets that's pretty easy to get a plus three easy plus three yeah huh. yeah so loki he's balling he's balling out and then for the legacy ultron uh they added that ultron can count range and draw a line of fire so they it used to say ultron can draw a line of fire from other friendly characters instead they now added that ultron can count range and draw a line of fire from other friendly characters with ultron in their name uh, and when he does he has a max range of three but they had to add the count range and draw a line yeah. of fire to fit with again kind of just fit with previous wording for characters that work that way so that is all of our avengers 60th erratas and clarifications a lot of these erratas do just kind of feel like clarifications, even though they're said as erratas. It just kind of feels like, oh, hey, we lost some text. I, so, I see what you mean, Simeon. So, yeah. This I is all fairly understandable. When they have to add or change text in the power, it has to be, be like an errata. And then right. when they're just like clarifying a symbol is supposed to be this, or because most of Spider Man Beyond Amazing, uh, that set got one errata. And then like seven or eight clarifications because it was all like, um, you know, like we forgot to put this on the card. We forgot to put this on the base, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Right. And it's just kind of like little small things yeah. like that. And that's, and that's really it. So that's all we had for Avengers 60th. Although there are still some really wacky, overpowered things that you can do. You want to talk a bit about uh, some Hulk and Scarab stuff. So why don't you yeah. tell the listeners all about the dumbness that is what these characters can do and that they should probably be expecting to see at their states a little bit anyways. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on the ROC. They're probably going to issue an errata for ROC states uh, for these characters. But yeah, the Prime Hulk and... Um, We'll get into the Scarab kind of... Scarab's been like a issue for a while just because he does something that no other character can do or most other characters can do, and that's target and draw line, like draw lines of fire and count range from an opposing square from like someone that's equipped or just from an object that's like across the map, that kind of thing, which just leads into like a lot of weird interactions. But Hulk is a lot more simple. And by that, I mean I'm not... A big enough nerd to uh, try and argue this one way or another but it is a much more simple misunderstanding whichever way because this has been 
in the last couple days argued ad nauseum online. So Prime Hulk has a 90-point line and a 10-point line. You'll only ever see him on his 10-point line. Um, Me and Ian did a video that we didn't upload, I don't think. But we did a video on, like, how easy it would be to get Hulk to click one from the 10-point line because Hulk has the Path of Destruction trait. When Hulk destroys one or more pieces of terrain, after resolutions, heal him one click. If it was a terrain marker, roll a d6 and heal him half the result instead. Um, So, yeah. So, you're walking him through terrain. You're using the Cloak of Levitation to sidestep into terrain, blah, blah, blah. Healing one click, healing one click. And then you're destroying a terrain marker at some point rolling a d6 healing half the result instead he starts on click nine so if you can heal up eight times yeah that's how math works eight times then you're at click one on click one it's not like he's like insane on click one he is a 13 for five with the avengers team ability so possibly a 14 for five so he is very good on that click he's not protected outwit or anything um he has traded willpower and then his defense powers have protected outwit but like you can outwit his like charge or close combat expert or whatever you want to do if you're trying to like stop him the thing is he's a 10 point investment and people the argument is people on both sides one saying that because of the new terrain um the new destroys terrain wording where blocking terrain is immediately destroyed when you move through it they're saying that Path of Destruction, if Hulk is on click nine and he walks eight squares, that you would heal one click for each square that he walked through, which means that in a single power action on the right map, Hulk is just top dial after one action, not even needing like sidestep or anything. Um, if he has the cloak and you're playing like Dark Phoenix, then he can do it for like essentially a free action. So that's what one side is saying. I don't know who's right. right. A lot of quoting of the rule book on both sides. A lot of uh, agreeing and disagreeing on both sides for different reasons. But then the other side is saying that um, because it says when Hulk destroys one or more pieces of terrain after resolutions. So they're saying that either A, after resolutions is after the resolution of the move. Or they're saying B, that because it says one or more... Uh, it doesn't matter how many he destroys, he gets to heal one or, you know, if it's right. a terrain marker for each action. And so I don't really know how I would come down on this as, like, somebody that's going to judge estates. Hopefully there's a fix-in before I have to do anything with it. But I will say that it says destroys one or more, and it says after resolutions. I consider the resolution being uh, the move. So, like, after The end of the move. But... Right. This would trigger potentially, you know, eight times more than that, whatever, however many times in one move. But then that takes me back to when Hulk destroys one or more pieces of terrain. So that would be more than one. So I think, personally, I would just rule it like the one. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with that. It's been more than apparent online through the 12 posts that I've had to read through 
trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong. And at the end of the day, that's just not how they wanted it to be. They didn't want a 10-point piece to be able to heal right. eight clicks in a single move. Like, instantly. <laughs> like, And I, I know people hate doing spirit of the game or, like, you know, intention isn't, like, the rules. But at a certain point, this community has to realize that, like, we're not magic. We're not, like, super duper crazy rules because we have $100,000 tournaments kind of thing. We have to realize that, like, you know, some things aren't going to be worded perfectly, and geez. Like, you can just, you can assume that the designer of this piece didn't want you to heal to the 90-point line for a single action at 10 points. That seems right, like a fairly safe assumption. And by safe assumption, I mean, like, that just is what it was. Like, there's no chance that like they designed it the other way you can look at wendigo wendigo was very good at healing not even close to this good at healing no (laughs) juggernaut had like a similar way to heal not even close to this way of healing like not even remotely similar to how easy this hulk like clears not clears action tokens but heals uh so that's hulk i don't know which way is right i personally think that you know just based on my uh, not super competitive mind reading the trait and the few posts that I've seen, I would personally rule it that it's heal one click for one action or like rather whether that's free action or you know Dark Phoenix makes a move whatever it is. That right. is perfectly fine. That is healing enough in my opinion. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's still yeah, really really it's good. It's still very good. It doesn't need um, to be broken to be very yeah. good. Yeah. So I really don't. I, I understand what people are saying about the wording and how, like, oh, well, technically, if it's worded this way, that's correct. Yeah, that's it has great. to do with like the immediately um, wording, right? And people are taking uh, like, uh, I don't know, umbrage with that, right? But yeah, to me, it's like you you have to you know get off your high horse and being like, oh, I figured out how to make a ten point figure a ninety point figure, and I'm playing three hundred and ninety points modern, and you're playing three hundred modern. You right. leader, look how smart I am. Uh, if we just step away from that and just be like, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Yes, you can do this, and yes, maybe it makes sense in the wording, but would think genuinely with user brain. Would someone actually design a figure to do that? And the answer is no. No one would be like, oh yeah, a 10-point figure, and then it instantly in one action gets yeah. to be a 90-point figure. No, of course that's not how... I gave even this if that's not how it works, of not how it should work. So yeah. that there would be zero reason for you to ever use Right. Because as is, at 90 points, he's not like stellar or anything, but he can yeah. heal up super easy at 90 points. At 10 points, the way some people are ruling it, it's just broken. It's just, it's just here's yeah. a free 80 points every game that like you gained for literally doing nothing zero it's engagement insane. with your opponent you just you got the right map or you put down your own terrain or whatever it is <clears throat> it's silly luckily there's characters that have effects that say like opposing characters can't heal or you know there's tarot cards that say no one can heal stuff like that yeah but I assume there will be an errata for this guy or at the very least before states really kick off there will probably be so. an roc posting about his change i i would hope they either make it how he normally how everybody first understood it as where it's like okay if i do a move action and then another move action and another move action i can heal like maybe three something times in a turn or something like that why is it with these things the one we always know inherently how it's supposed to like how we should be playing it when it first right. releases 
and then it's like a few weeks after the release suddenly it's like this big argument over you know how long did we right. play tri sentinel before suddenly oh we were man taking a free years. action to like all those pulse wave <laughs> all those colossals yeah. it was literally like years until yeah. people were like oh, so right. it was out for clo- close to two years before uh we started playing it the dumb way yeah um, the way that no one designed it to be but yeah. you could next do. up is an interaction with a couple different pieces uh so we mentioned on this podcast back when we were reviewing uh, Spider-Man Beyond Amazing that Carnage has a rally die of six that he can replace any single D6 roll with a six when he has that rally, which is mostly used for blades, regen, uh, super senses, whatever. That kind of thing is what it's what they were gearing it towards. Sadly, turns out there's other things that use D6 rolls, one of those being the ultimate nullifier. So we talked about that a little bit when we were discussing that set review. And shortly thereafter, there was a couple tournaments where uh, somebody realized that there's a cheaper and more efficient combo of that with Moira and uh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy lets him replace a single D6 roll with his five. So Moira can give him, and this is the Avengers Forever Prodigy, not the Xavier School. Obviously, the rally wasn't around back then. Um, so yeah, it's uh, when another friendly character within six squares in line of fire, so six squares, line of fire, rolls a single D6, you may remove one of Prodigy's rally dice to replace that die. So you replace it with his five for a single D6 roll. You combine this with Moira, who can give an uh, take a power action, give an X-Men a free rally die. So turn one, use power action, Prodigy has a rally die. And then that goes into Scarab, who has a uh, stupid ability. That's It's been stupid since he was released, but it's kind of waxed and waned with like how bad it is, like how oppressive it is. Uh, but this is his special damage power that he has on both starting lines, so 50 or 75, although you'll rarely see him at 75. And this is Scarab can count squares and range or for range and line of fire from unheld objects and opposing equipped characters, which is almost all characters nowadays. When Scarab attacks this way, he deals a max of one damage. So when he attacks that way, he deals a max of one damage. But if he's doing something like mind control using the radioactive clay, or if he's like, you know, just targeting for different effects, like say the ultimate nullifier, he can then target. This is at least how it's been being used i don't know if this is correct based on his wording and the wording of the ultimate nullifier i'm not going to get into the rules i'm just saying this is the the thing that people have been doing uh ultimate nullifier reads power choose an opposing character within six squares and line of fire so you're counting that range and line of fire from an unheld object or an equipped character with scarab and he's copying this for free um from somebody that's next to him and is equipped with it he's probably not holding it himself uh, you choose a number from 1 to 6 to be X. Then you roll a D6. If the result is higher than X, you deal X damage to the chosen character. If the result is lower than X, you deal X damage to this character. And if the roll is equal to X, you deal X damage to both characters. Now, the reason the ultimate nullifier didn't get a lot of use is because the randomness of the roll means that you never know, unless you're picking like 3 and you're, or you're playing like a character like I did with... Um, 
Daredevil, like Earth-X Daredevil, where you just don't care if they take damage because they don't truly die from stuff like this. Uh, this just does a lot of free, well, power action, free damage. You don't have to roll attacks. So Prodigy can say that X is 5 now. So if you pick X to be 4 and then Prodigy changes whatever your roll is to 5, that means that the opposing character takes 4 damage. If you say 5, then the opposing character and Scarab take 5 damage, which, bad idea, but... Right. I, I don't know if... Because he's not truly equipped, I don't know if he actually would take that damage either. But, anyhow. Mm. This is an interaction that can be done with a lot of different things, but essentially... Scarab, Ultimate Nullifier, Moira, and Prodigy allow you to, across the board, deal free damage, and you can do it, like, back-to-back -back turns. You can't do it turn one, for obvious reasons. At least you shouldn't be able to do it turn one. But that, combined with, like, Scarab also being able to outwit through that range and line of fire thing is kind of rough, because that's the one thing about the Ultimate Nullifier is it's dealing damage but it's not penetrating, it's not unavoidable, it's just, you know, most likely he's dealing you four damage. And so if you have, like, Invincible or Impervious, you at least reduce it by two. But yeah, that's the the other thing that uh, people have been kind of freaking out about, and I don't blame them. If I was a competitive yeah. player, I'd be like, this is stupid and doesn't need to exist in the game. Um, right. I wouldn't ban it at the venue. I would just wait for someone to show up with it and then ban that person. I think that's fair. <laughs> if you come to not engage and not play well and just kind of ruin people's days because of your, you know, smart building decisions and expert rules knowledge, uh, you're not good for the community. Like, <laughs> I just think I think that's safe to say. If if you're trying to get these gotcha moment things and you're going to play against, like, a 15-year-old kid and just ruin his day with, like, stuff that he's right. never heard of because he's not in the Facebook groups, then, I, yeah, I think uh, you deserve to be banned from my venue. I, I like that. Ban the player, not the piece. That's funny. Yeah. That's just honestly kind of fair for the way some of these people are. I mean, I would have made the, the, same, the same, like, gut call ruling for uh, Tri-Sentinel and, like, Surtur. If you were, like, playing that... Sure. And that that's not nearly as broken. No. But I think anything that can just do some amount of, like, free damage without, like, true engagement, like Surtur just walking up and just, like, free, blah, I killed all your, like, right. colossals, you know, uh, Tri-Sentinel doing the same, just destroying a bunch of blocking and then, blah, like, penetrating damage to everyone. I think it's just, uh, it's gross. It doesn't need, doesn't need to be in the community. Yeah. There's people out there that keep trying to find this stuff, and they'll keep finding it because... At the end of the day, I think this game is made for casual play. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think there's a team of scientists mixing ruling chemicals together to create the next, uh, I don't The know. perfect ruling. Yeah. Ah, here we are. A set with no need for errata's of clarifications. Spent years developing it. We've done it. Huzzah! Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, boy. Well, let's go ahead and jump into what we have been building for our state's tournament. It's coming up. It's only six days away. Kind of crazy to think about. You know, Simeon, Ian and I spent basically all day Sunday just working on teams, playing back and forth, doing some team builds. I really wanted to play the new Prime Captain America. And 
there's a few different ways to go with it. And I tried to make, I like Alpha Strike teams. That's what I tried to build with. So he has range four, improved targeting, adjacent, make a ranged attack, right? Um, if he made a close attack this turn, he gets to use that trade as free. So I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Um, Cap also just has straight up knockback for all his attacks and all that stuff. And he stops knockback. You know, he gets a mobile when it's your turn. Uh, other characters can't use mobile when it's vice versa. And so I was like, okay, Ian had this idea for a team, give him like the Waldo arms and everything. And I played it like twice and he rolled a one on the alpha strike for the Waldo arms like twice in a row. And I'm just like, man, if this happened in a tournament and I don't get to use Cap's yeah. boom close attack where he's like a 13 for five with like empower and all this stuff or 14 for something, something crazy, and then get a followed up with a range attack that is also crazy eye stats, then he is just like a, a brick 45 points and not doing much. And then the rest of the team really kind of falls apart and stuff. So that didn't work out. Um, and I really wanted to use 1776 because I still think he's really good. I think giving him the lasso of truth, and this is another thing where if you played him and Cap on the same team, it was tough whether or not you wanted to give Cap the lasso so Cap can do the free in Cap is close and then he can do his ranged also is free. So that's one way to always make Cap work. Um, but we wanted to give 76 the lasso because then 76 gets to hit, hopefully hit for free. Um, and then that way they only get two actions next turn, which I also think is really good. Uh, but this team just ended up not doing great against Ian's team, and I think Ian's team's very meta-prominent stuff. So we scrapped it. We went with a really cool US agent build that uses the Masters of Evil chases, um, uses a few other characters, Sakari and Iron Man, stuff like that. And I've been enjoying that team. I'll, I'll admit I want to play it just because US agent is prominent on it, and it makes him work really well. But of course, and this is 100% honesty, yeah, Sky Tyrant would be better than US Agent. I think US Agent's like a later game when he ramps up and he gets really good versus Sky Tyrant's like, he's there, he's ready, he's coming, he's going to bash, you know, like auto right away, he's there for it. Um, versus US Agent building up to it and then just being better defensively and all this stuff than Sky Tyrant. But that team did really well in practice, in play. I don't know how well it's going to do at the tournament, but that is currently what I'm kind of working on myself. Just a non-theme. You got US Agent. We got some Massive Evil. We got Sackman, uh, Chip, a few other stuff like that. That's just like a really good tempo team. That's kind of like, you know, I can't necessarily alpha, but it's really tough for you to get to me. You've got a lot of body blockers, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that's what I've been messing around with. I also messed around with the Mission Points team on broadcast last week that did not good so we're not going to talk about it even <laughs> though i thought it was even though i thought it was really fun and i thought it was really good but then just like losing map all three games and getting dusted each game was like dang it's this been is tough a few sets since we've gotten any mission point stuff and i'm scared it only gets harder every time we don't get it in a set like i think right. tarot card like i mean x of swords and then tarot cards uh i think the, that was the last did we get anything in avengers forever the last stuff we got was in Batman Team oh. Up with Peacemaker, Avengers Dark Side, and Indigo One. Modok was definitely one of them. Avengers Forever was a mission point. Yep. A so Modoc, yeah, I mean, and then so was Immortus and Thanos. Yeah. So that was probably the last like big set of like stuff that we got. Oh, I I Batman really think Peacemaker helps. Stuff. And then so Indigo One, the biggest thing was like. Watcher can go to any click, so I could just put Watcher lower dial, and then Indigo 1 could power heal him, and that's like an automatic four mission, maybe four mission points. Yeah. I guarantee two, 
but potentially four mission points off rip, which is really good. Um, and then it used Wrecker. And then it, and I mean, it's like it's been quote unquote banned or, or added in certain things, but there is a tarot card that also gives you a mission point for each click you've healed. Because right. that was so, also used with the Watcher and just doing like an infinite heal loop. Right. Um, so that one is now at max three for ROC events. I don't know if it's changed at all for WizKids events or whatever, but for ROC events, that one is like you can only heal three. So if you were to do this team that I'm talking about with Wrecker, you get two mission points from Wrecker, and then if you roll the highest you can possibly roll with Indigo 1, which is a, a 6 or a 5, so you heal 4, you'd get 6 points there, and then you would get 9 points plus 3 from that tarot card. You'd get 9 points, like, turn 1, if everything went super well. Or you'd get 7 turn 1, which is also really gross, really good. So that's still a really good mission point strategy, I think. But man, losing map and just having your stuff dusted by like someone that removes all your terrain and then like charge flurry whatever sky tyrant or can just lock you down with uh scarlet witch is really really tough and that's just stuff i ended up playing against on uh, like you don't want to be on a short map with this mission point team you want to be as far away from your opponent as possible you don't want to even look at that guy I'm like hey man you don't mess with me i don't mess with you i want to heal my guys i want to destroy <laughs> some terrain and that's it you know but like, that was a fun team i enjoyed it i just don't think it holds up necessarily but that's what I've been building with. Prime cap, US agent, 76 a bit, mission points. What uh, what'd you kind of play Sunday? You actually went to our practice and everything. Oh, what have um, you been kind of building with? Or were you judging? Well, no. For practice, there was a... Uh, there would be an odd number of people if I hadn't played. So okay. I ended up buying a couple packs. I pulled the super spidey from avengers 60 Ooh, okay and so you're going a little sealed meta simian yeah so i mean that's funny it was obviously not the way that i would play it at states if i were to play but it was spider-man at 90 it was miss marvel at 50 um it was an avengers squad i can't remember everything else that was on it but uh luke cage was on there uh bats and doctor strange and then i think there was something else uh, but it's a good team. Spider-Man is nuts for... I mean, I played him at 90, but obviously you'd be playing him at like likely 25 just for the trait. Giving all Avengers wildcard, and then they essentially could just copy Spider-Man team ability from him. Uh, that's what I right. was doing, because Bats and Doctor Strange both have super senses. Bats is traded, and then Strange has it on his dial. <clears throat> but it was... Uh, surprisingly effective for just like a couple boosters and what like I had in my box with me. Um, but that's what I ended up playing. And I, I did see a prime Hulk, although we weren't playing it the way that people online are thinking that it gets played. So I guess, you know, we'll have to change the way we play it unless there's Norada. Uh, and then I played, um, I played against another Avenger squad that was, able to beat me just straight off of uh war machine at full points like on build with the Ooh, prime okay. iron man and so because i'm coming in with spider-man and i'm using like kamala's empower i'm using the plus one from bats i'm using like all this stuff to get spider-man boosted the avengers team ability that he's copying stuff like that and then uh good old war machine says that adjacent friendly characters with like stark industry or robot keyword or armor i think it's stark industries or armor keyword 
uh, when they're attacked, the opposing character can't have their combat values positively modified. That meant that Spider-Man was coming in and flurrying for uh, three damage with like just a normal attack value, oh. an eleven attack for three. And I was like, oh, so I did. I did both my flurries on that first volley, not realizing that's what, how it was going to be. And then I was like, I have to reassess how I'm going to do this because that is not enough damage to do anything. Uh, right. But anyhow, what I would be building with if uh, if I was playing in states this year, I don't think I'll make any because I have a wedding. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, I've got a wedding in South Dakota, and then I'll be judging, helping judge the Nebraska one. Um, but I really like Mystical, and I think there's one last run for the uh, Shifty Dooms, the old, the old Doom Swaps. I think it's there, there's one last ride for those guys. So I'd be playing a mystical theme, uh, Doom, Felix Faust, no stranger there. Those have been both been in the meta for close to two years now. Uh, but then I haven't ran Saturnine or Merlin, and I really like both of their effects. So we've talked about Saturnine before. She does quite a bit of stuff. The biggest thing is that once per turn, you can increase or decrease an attack total by one. So that's an attack total. That's after rerolls and replacements and stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, and then she has TK, and when she uses it to place a character adjacent to an opposing character after resolutions, you can remove an action token from the placed character, which, depending on which doom you have, could be huge, could be cool. Uh, and then also she lets you do some tarot card shenanigans to have, like, a sideline swap for those. Okay. Uh, then... Our girl, Clea, so the one that just got the errata, uh, that would be on the team because I just Ooh, really want to try still, that out. Yeah. I think it's still really good. Uh, it allows me to not necessarily need barrier on this team. So that's the main reason that she's there is I like to get out and attack. I have some TK and stuff, so I can do that. Uh, my main attacker obviously just being Doom. Then the last piece on the team is going to be Merlin because... He has Perplex, action total plus one, and then during each player's turn, that player can't be can't give their characters free actions if they've already given a number of free actions equal to the actions, their action total that turn. That means I'll have five actions on my turn, and my opponent will likely have four. Okay. But yeah, I just, I really like it. So I'm obviously uh, starting with Time Platform Doom. He just seems like the most logical one to start with because he has that free equipment there's 30 points left so it's possible that i just throw on like a dedicated leadership um or it's possible that i just use that for equipment and stuff but yeah i i think this team's really fun i really wanted to find a way to sneak 1776 on here to limit my opponent's action total uh or i think there's a black panther that also does that but yeah I wanted to do that, so then I have Merlin with my five actions and 1776, like, potentially limiting them to, you know, three. Because, yeah, I just think, even though it's not the most offensive team, I think uh, people vastly overestimate how many actions are free actions nowadays. And There's how a ton. often, yeah. Like, you might not do that free barrier because you might need a sidestep or a perplex or both. And then you might, you know, not be able to do your free TK because you're already at your cap of four that turn. So there's there's a lot of stuff. I think it, you know, 
I think Merlin is uh, one of my top underlooked pieces, although he did get second place at the uh, Kilted Classic a couple months ago. Oh, for so sure, not, yeah. Not really underlooked, but uh, it renewed that build particularly renewed my interest in him for sure because i was like oh dang like merlin actually you know actually doing stuff uh but yeah i i really like the team i think the biggest issue with it right now is doom is my really main attacker and when playing with doom if he's going to be your main attacker you usually have to switch into like the all caps doom so that you can actually pump out some damage uh or lord doom right. or I don't know. There's a, there's good options for Doom. Like, there always has been, but, like, there's still really good options. Lord Doom is great against Animal, if that's a thing that crops up a lot. Uh, he also, not for nothing, gets rid of Lantern Construct problems. So, there's that. You know, there's the... Uh, that is really... Sorcerer Supreme true. one that can re-roll attack roll of character within range once per attack. You can re-roll the attack roll of a character within range and line of fire. So if they're doing flurry, you get to re-roll each of their flurry attacks, potentially. So there's stuff like that. There's a lot of fun stuff on the team, or on the swap side of things, I should say. Okay, right on. I do like something like that. I do think a lockdown team, like, really cutting down actions would be really good and really interesting today. Because there's just literally, like you said, there's so many free actions, so much stuff you can do all this garbage so i think that would i think that would hinder a lot of teams there's the like venom magneto tk free tk you know angler up all that crazy stuff yeah so that'd be interesting <clears throat> so i'm Sakari i am curious to see powers. what all yeah sack man choosing powers well that's at the beginning of your turn oh is that not free okay yeah well there's still like sidesteps outwits but like sidestep outwit perplex stuff like that you know things of that nature yeah. that are like free actions to do but yeah still like well and then with faust on the team they're likely just to never use oh yeah perplex that's very true probably not i don't even want to take that risk yeah take a risk to waste one of your few free actions free actions and then maybe hurt yourself yeah no thanks that's ugh, that's rough that's tough so okay right on Simeon. that is that is all our team talk i'm curious you listener what are you gonna run for teams do you have any fun kind of different builds that we would like to take a look at we're not going to totally blow your spot up and like read it out on air but if you just want to share it you know or if you don't care if we read it on air send it in to dial age for hero clicks at gmail.com or on our facebook or twitter just as a message we would love to go over some states teams maybe help you out give you some advice uh just look at them see it there's some cool interesting tech that people are running that's not just like Scarlet with Guy Tyrant, you have Prime Hulk, you know, like just kind of the it's good because it's good stuff. You got any yeah. unique stuff? We'd love to take a look. It'd be really cool. Run Scarlet but, Witch with the uh, Sakarian Iron Man and <clears throat> Kazar so that you can move them for free. It's, mm, it's exactly. Amazing. Incredible. How did you think of it? How how daring. What, what yeah. unique team build. What unique design. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some listener questions. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Listener questions over on our Patreon. If you join five bucks a month, you can go ahead and get access to our Discord where people ask these questions. You get entries into a monthly giveaway. You get you know action tokens. All this really cool stuff. It's only five bucks. You get to see videos early, et cetera, et cetera. Patreon's pretty awesome. Many people have told me it's better than some free 
Discord servers that are for HeroClix, which is really high cool. Praise. Won't name it. It is very high praise. So <laughs> people have a great time. We play, uh, we play games. We do Patreon hangouts, and these games that we play have like real rewards and stuff. So it's really fun. They're all free once you just pay to just be in our Patreon. So it's all sorts of cool stuff we do over on our Patreon in our Discord server. I think we have a ton of fun there. I'm a little biased, of course, but it's a great time. So Cody asks over here. I absolutely love Cool Stuff Inc. And have used them since I first heard about them on the podcast. Hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, however, today is the first day of their Father's Day sale, and they chose to use Batman pieces as the Heroclix representation. How do you feel about using a character famous for not having a father and then becoming a mostly absentee father slash adoptive <laughs> father uh, who decides to throw his children on the streets in tights to fight thugs with guns? I, I don't know. Batman takes care of a lot more kids than like... Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron yeah. Man, or uh, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman. I guess she's not a dad. But, like, still, like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Batman takes care of a lot of kids. And whether or not he is a good dad, he is still a dad. Yeah, Father's Day is so, not just for good dads. It's also for nope. all the terrible ones. I mean, um, I wished my dad a happy Father's Day. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know you're not listening to this, but it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Anyways. No, I, I will say... Because he does have a biological son and then multiple adoptive yeah. sons, um, it doesn't matter that his his parents are dead for this specific yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah, this is like specifically like he is who the is, one being celebrated because like, he is the father you're celebrating Father's Day. Uh, Your but dad's the, dead. What are you celebrating for? And it's like, jeez, bro. Even the That's alternate dark. universe, uh, Thomas Wayne Batman's technically also still oh, yeah. fathers. I mean, exactly. Were fathers. I, I don't know. How does that work? Yeah. In Flashpoint, but, it's, he was a father. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Father's Day is a. I don't think it uh, decides whether or not you you have to be a no. good dad or not. Which maybe it and, should. Uh, maybe it should be like as good far as, dad you know, day instead of Father's Day. <laughs> then we do like. We yeah. Don't celebrate it for certain. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think. Cool stuff. Inc. is fine with using Batman as a representation for a father and Father's sometimes, Day. There's not a ton of, sometimes like... Sometimes they really try and stretch to fit stuff for their themes. Yeah, some, I don't think this is one of their worst this isn't, ones. No, this They've, isn't one of the worst ones. We've definitely seen some where it's like... Uh, it's like our Halloween sale, and it'll be like... Uh, spider-man dressed as like a different person like bombastic bag oh yeah it'll be stuff like that and yeah. it's like just because he put a bag on his head doesn't mean that he's dressed up for halloween but they're like oh but he's in a different costume like yeah sure okay it's like a bit of a stretch yeah. yeah some stuff like that where it's like i get it sure he's different costumes it's like not like oh what about like the undead set or the generics from world's finest like etc like some real spooky mystical monster stuff um but yeah i don't know i think this is fine you know is batman the best father no but a father, nonetheless. Uh, and I'd say a decent representation, as far as Heroclix goes, because, like, what other prominent, like, father figure are you going to use? It's, like, it's Odin. There's, like, four Odins oh, you can put on sure. sale, you know? I appreciate Cool Stuff Inc. putting Batman on sale. It's, like, a bunch of characters, a bunch of modern characters you can put on sale. Yeah, a lot of, like, CUR, Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. They, a lot of them have, like, kids in, like, alternate futures or stuff, but... Um, right, like I can't think of Iron Man. Like Tony doesn't have a kid. Spider Man yeah. does. He does have like May Parker and stuff in different random storylines occasionally. Um, I'm actually side tangent. Really enjoying Edge of Spider Geddon. It's like a Spider Verse tie-in. The universe okay. with like 13 year old Peter and Spider Ben 
his uncle. Ooh, it's like, interesting. It's like Peter got bit by the spider, and then Ben got shot or something and had a blood transfusion, so he also gets the spider powers, oh. and they like form like a little duo. And he's like this grizzled old man that's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's fun. It's short, uh, but it's fun. That is that is pretty cool. All right. Next up, Steve asks, will we ever see captains and sidekicks again? Man, it's super looking like no. When was the last time? Was it was it Empire? Was that our last captain sidekick H set? Units has it's an advanced been, search. It's been a minute. I think captains and sidekicks are pretty dead. I which is sad because we never got again, I'll say this till the day I die, the most prominent comic book captain who also has a sidekick as a captain. We didn't get Captain America and Bucky as a captain and sidekick. We did get Batman and Robin as a captain. We got Batman as a captain, but we didn't get a Robin as a sidekick. It's really wild. Um, Honestly, it's quite silly we didn't get actual iconic like heroes with sidekicks, and instead we got like the F4 and some children's and then I did like the way they did it in Wonder Woman. That was like fine, where it's more like a general and their army as captain and sidekick, which was still a fine way to use it. And I super enjoyed the games we played. Um, and then there were some sidekicks with like Etta Candy and Wonder Woman and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a real shame that sidekick captain mechanic existed and then <laughs> ceased to exist before it was really used. Yeah. I guess I would say properly. In my because opinion, we didn't see any in X of Swords and we didn't see any in Avengers Forever, which would have been prime, like Avengers Forever, especially. We had so many quote unquote oh, yeah. captains and then like their like general and then the generics. We had so many of those that it would have been wild to have that mechanic and not use it. I will say, um, I'm, I'm honestly not super sad that it's gone because. The sidekicks felt no. like they were so close to being either broken or just like garbage. Like there was no in between. It was like this this could be broken if XYZ. And then they were like, well, we're not going to design it like that because then it would be broken. So instead you get like right. that thing. And <laughs> like, especially the first iteration in Future Foundation, there was just, I really wanted those kids to like have some moment in the sun. And it just never really came around. Yeah, got close though. Yeah, I will say, like the mechanic itself, I did enjoy. I like the idea of a captain giving out a power or doing something special to a sidekick. And I really um, like the allies. The ally stuff was great. Oh yeah, all the allies. That was really cool, and that was that was probably the best part of it. Then it was again. It was hindered by the captains not being that good, or the sidekicks not being that good. Where and that that was weird, especially with Empire. If you look at Empire, you're like, man, Super Scroll is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Taskmaster uh, is bad. horrible. You know, all yeah. these figures have these. You know, Wasp is bad. Like all the captains and stuff have like really bad dials. Like there's well, something stopping them because they're a captain from being from like having yeah, a decent dial, I guess. Because for they're some a reason. captain, you can't do anything other than that. Yeah, or they just kind of have a, uh, some other funny little leadership yeah. or something, right? It's like it was really kind of rough, you know. And I even liked 
the like the scroll spy is the most played sidekick and no one plays him because he's a sidekick you know what i mean like the kree soldier is a really cool like generic i actually really like him and he's a decent sidekick with the running shot and all that stuff and he has good captains you know uh what's his name beldan but like man these captains were just not like good we're just not playable themselves or worth playing uh, with a bunch of sidekicks the best like version to show like what was wrong with the captains uh he has the the trait where it's free choose a friendly sidekick blah 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 they can do something the captain thing and then that's it he has no attack power yeah for his first four clicks no damage power for his last four clicks and he's a rare and then you look at the other rares so like literally the next one she has a trait and a special damage power the next one special damage power and a trait next one trait special damage or defense power uh, but yeah, it's like special power trait, special power trait, the whole list of rares, and then even Colossus, three traits, you know? Um, oh, right. But yeah. old Taskmaster, he got a trait, and that was it. <laughs> so rough. It was, just it was a trait that like... literally only worked if you were running sidekicks. Now, to be fair, it was like one of the cooler ones. It totally was. It would have been but crazy man, if it no... had worked for, if it was like instead of a friendly sidekick if it was just like free choose or just free friendly sidekicks can use the displayed damn standard defense power that an opposing character adjacent to that sidekick can use i think if it was just that he might have seen play like i might have played sidekicks with him uh but because it was one it was like oh cool i can protect one of my three click long dials the rest will just have to figure it out but i can super (laughs) just you know protect one of them potentially maybe they're copying impervious and they'll hit the rollout who knows right but yeah it's, i, I yeah, think for sure if uh they had just given them a bit more wings we would have seen them fly more and especially because avengers avengers forever we didn't see anything and that to me feels like hydra agents shield operatives Right, uh, you know, Captain Bucky, <laughs> Captain <yeah>. Bucky, <laughs> all of that stuff. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, and, and all his, yeah, all that stuff. Or the, yeah. yeah, or the, you know, astral Doctor Strangers. There's so much stuff where it's like these would have been perfect uses uses for that, and they didn't get them. So I'm guessing it's done. I yeah, it's got to be done. Sadly, you know, it's just. It was cool, it was a neat idea, but alas, here we are. Again, on the flip side of that, secret identity has got to be just, yeah. yeah. You know, like all that stuff has just 100%. All that work be for dead. one set. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they use secret identity again in like Wonder Woman. Oh, that's like right. one character, I think, like just literally just for like a few Wonder Womans or whatever. But like that was it. And like secret identity was still really, really cool. It was like, it's going to be in this set. So it was like autonomous, and well, they, this is also a set where they like we're going to use the heck out of autonomous for the first time, like ever, you know, giving it to like yeah. standard base characters, and it's like, all right, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have given it to standard base characters, no, even no. though no one plays them anyways, which is really we, funny. We rarely see autonomous since then. Like, yeah, even on bystanders, on the, the bystanders in Wonder Woman 80th, then not on the Batman team up bystanders. So yeah. we saw it on on some of them. I should specify, um, but yeah. It was weird that we had physical dialed characters with autonomous where I think previous to that, it had to be like a special trait or something. 
that where they got autonomous in certain situations, like the Falcon who got it if he was on a team with Cat. Oh, right. That was so, really like, cool. And he was also like a prime. So there's a special, yeah, yeah, double special like, like reason why he could get that. But then, you know, Mary Jane's like, eh, I'm just here for way yep. cheaper yep. and uh, not unique. Yeah, sadly. So, no, I don't think we ever see that come back. I mean, so just like speaking about just stuff that's dead, you know, like title characters. Was that also yeah. Empire or War of the Realms? We haven't seen a title character since that, which sucks. We're both big title character guys. Was just, there one in nope. War of the Realms? I don't think so. There now that I say it, I don't think we got Disney a title Plus. Thor or anything. Yeah, I think uh, um, I think title characters are super dead. I think Empire you know? was close to having them with... M Empire just had Hulk that Iron Man. Uh, he no, Iron Man no. was straight up a title so, yeah, character. Just, just the Iron Man. Yeah, I think that's literally it, too. Like, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge bummer. But like, so it's been almost. I mean, it's closing in on two years of sets yeah. without any title characters. Wow, huge, huge bummer. I, I really, I did like them. They had some fundamental problems, but yeah, I think a lot of, I think a lot of mechanics are just kind of dead right yeah. now. You know, this this Does question just like kind of made me realize. Yeah, like mission points missing out on the last couple sets. I'd really yeah. love for mission points to not be dead. I, I know I don't want to be dead. Either. I honestly holding out hope. They made pulp. They made silver age. Uh, they're potentially even running golden age stuff. Which wow, why? Nuts. What a headache! How would you even judge? That? How would you even begin yeah, to judge? Please that? don't. Yeah. Um, and then like the theme stuff. So they've got like these new formats. Why isn't there just like a mission point format? How, oh, that would how be crazy so would it cool. be if both teams are just going for mission points? And like, yeah, there's not as many characters as you could run. The If they allowed tarot cards, everyone would have essentially the same deck. But basically, probably, yeah. Rather than like attacking characters, like you might still attack characters for certain reasons, but you might also just like, you know, be Susan Queen of Atlantis seen it up, you know, Atlantis Morset, uh, you know. Of yeah, the still waiting for her to be meta, still waiting for her to be playable. <laughs> It's so close. Uh, I tried it. I tried so hard after we got that message. Well, not after so we got far. the message, but like six months after we got that message when we got some other Atlantean water stuff where I was like, ooh, maybe. Ooh. And uh, water. Yeah, it's still not quite there, I don't think. Oh, gosh. Even with uh, the terrain then, changes, still not quite there. Oh, that is sad. Our last question coming in from Tyler. He asks... With the fancy new glowing clicks in the Ghost Rider set announced, what are some DC figures that could benefit from a glowing effect? Hmm. This is this is a good question. I think lanterns are the first ones to come to mind. I would love oh, to see some glow-in-the-dark lantern pieces. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Um, I don't know why I didn't think of that right away. Uh, right, I yeah. Of, I thought of Deathstorm right away, which he's only Oh, Firestorm slash Deathstorm? Yeah, so he's the crime syndicate version of Firestorm. But I don't know why, just because his head is on fire and stuff. So he reminds me of Ghost Rider, I guess. But yeah, the lanterns, absolutely. If the constructs and stuff had been glow in the dark, sheesh. That would have been so cool, dude. Oh my gosh, glow in the dark constructs. Are you kidding? Ah! Oh, I know we talked so about this baller. once already, but the cost of, I don't know how they sculpt these or whatever kind of molds they use, but the cost of glow in the dark PLA to standard PLA is zero difference there's no difference Ooh, in the cost there's no so, reason not to make it glow in the dark oh yeah. baby anytime there's a translucent effect well translucent stuff is slightly more expensive but we're talking like a dollar 
per like okay. five pounds difference. Oh, that's so not like bad. It's hardly a difference when you're buying in bulk. I'm assuming the factory that WizKids uses or whatever buys in decent bulk. But yeah, imagine Larflees' sculpt if that if that glowed. Ooh, oh, baby. Or like a dark side with a glowing boom tube and glowing eyes. The Omega Beam effect glowing. There's a lot of cool stuff in okay, DC that can like glow. That. I don't know. Kind of depends on like how how small they could go with it. Because it'd be cool if they got something like uh, Slade's eye, like Deathstroke's eye, or Deathshot. Deathshot, oh, that would be Deathshot. so neat. Deathshot. Such like tiny little details. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they could do tiny stuff. I remember growing up, I had a Batman who had this like red translucent back. Like it was a hole in the back of his head where it was like this translucent material. And it like fed out to his eyes. So if you looked at him from the front, it just looked like translucent eyes, but there was this hole in the back of his head. So if you held him up to the light, the light would come through that translucent stuff and like make his Ooh. eyes kind of glow. And that was pretty cool. And that wasn't even glow in the dark. That was just plain old weird Batman. I don't know. Yeah. That's version. That that's was. neat. But, uh, is there anything else from, I mean, obviously, it's like, like, the it's just like think of like characters that use stuff. like, yeah, fire, lightning, lanterns, and this is like the biggest ones that come. Everyone to that mind. got an FX base for the most part in Joker's Wild could probably have had there glow, in the dark. glow in the dark mud for Clayface. Why not? I don't know. Mm, what would <laughs> mud <laughs> glowing in the dark? What? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I was thinking more like Firefly and those guys that oh sure effects, there you go diablo yeah diablo like that okay then yes all right i could i'd be down i'd be down for something star like that. fire would be pretty tight she's always got like a big glowy effect oh yeah her hair yeah her hair is like uses like a flight base a lot of the time a fiery kind of hair that'd be cool i'd be down for something like that yeah yeah i can't really think of too many other dc characters i i think it'd be yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with stuff like that. At all sense. Oh, Wonder Woman for lasso glow glowed gold. Oh, that's true. That's That'd true. Be pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, I'd be down for something like she that. Had, like That'd a cool. sculpt where she's got it like wrapped around somebody or just swinging it or something. Oh yeah, dude. Ah, her she like wrapped like, around a bad guy around like a thug yeah. or something. That would look so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that look tight. We just need that as sculpt, period. Not even as glow in the dark. Just like Wonder Woman, like her lasso wrapped around like a villain or something, around like a generic criminal. That'd be so cool looking. I would, I would really like that. We saw the upcoming goons from Notorious, so yeah, that'd be a good use of a goon resculpt. Is wrap them in a a lasso, a lasso up them goons. Yeah. Get them all, get them all taken care of. Get them off the streets. Get them off the streets. All right. All right, we we forgot about it two weeks in oh, a row. No. That's right. Sorry, Malcolm, but Malcolm has a question. Uh, he wants us to build a team for modern silver and pulp, I believe, using across the Spider Verse characters or Spider Verse characters. So I'm not going to build these teams per se because there's just uh, insane amount of options that you could do. And if you are specifically wanting Spider Verse characters, uh, I'm just going to go and say the chase theme from Spider-Man uh, Spider and Venom Absolute Carnage. Most of those are alternate versions of Spider-Man. There's Steampunk Penny, which is the SP slash slash DR. And there's also 
a convention version of SP slash slash DR as well as one that came out in the Spider-Man Beyond Amazing set. So there's actually three versions of those that you can choose from. Uh, there's Spider-Viking, Spider-Pharaoh, Spider-Man 1776, Miles Miles West, Spider-Hammer-Eye. Uh, I wouldn't include Leonardo da Venom and Gwen of Arc, but, you know, they're there. There's Spirit Spider, there's Spider-Man 2099, there's Superior Spider-Man, Venom Ghost Spider, and then just a generic Spider-Man. So, And that's just the chases and super rares from that set, from one set. So there's a lot of options. There's an insane amount. I would just use the Spider-Man family keyword on like HC Realms or HC Units. Bombastic Bagman's another one. Uh, Spider Supreme, Peter the Hunter, Arachnite. There's a ton of stuff to play with. Too many options to really build teams for if this is specifically what you want to build for. And that's not including also just Spider-Man. Just plain old Peter oh, wow. with the name Spider-Man. Uh, he has... An insane amount of iterations. You can use, like, the Fantastic Four one. You can use the one with the helmet for the Asgardian War of the Realms stuff. You can use one of the 12 that have incapacitate with one or two or even three targets. Uh, you can use the one that has Leap Climb. You can use the one that has Hypersonic. You don't know which ones I'm talking about? That's because there's literally hundreds of hundreds there's there's that gotta be a thousand spider-men at this point in this game uh so many to choose from but yeah just use the spider-man family keyword narrow it down i'm not going to build three specific teams because like i said it just wouldn't make sense to try to it just there's so many options that uh i could build all three teams with just characters that are Peter Parker, Spider-Man from like slightly right. different versions of himself. So, yeah. It's a, it's literally an insane amount. There's so, so many endless possibilities, especially if you just say it only has to be a Spider-Man like family theme team, then that's like quite literally borderline endless possibilities yeah. with well, this isn't, cheating and whatnot. The that is I've true. It doesn't have to be Spider-People. Uh, Spider-Man family. These are quote-unquote Spider-Verse people. Ah, uh, Spider-Verse people. Yeah, so... They're even, I'm, but I mean, just between Avengers 60th and Spider-Man Beyond Amazing, just those two sets, the two most recent Marvel sets, there's an insane amount of Spider-Mans. A lot. A lot of Spider-Dudes. Or like Spider-adjacent dudes. But Too yeah. many. And Super I agree with Morlin. I'm Team Morlin on this one. <laughs> gotta hunt down them Spider-Totems. Yeah, hunt them down. Kill them. Ooh, kill them. This is what I would so side tangent into the Rhinoverse, right? Oh, here we go. So the the family or whatever the the prod progeny promeny what what was Morland from? It wasn't the family. No idea. Um, I didn't actually read that. I just know he's beating up Spidey on his on inheritors. Face. That's what they were called, the inheritors. Oh yeah. So they course. were they weren't just after spider people. Like that's what the whole story is because. Spider people are better at surviving, but the inheritors apparently, their whole thing was uh, tracking down animal totems, like throughout the universe. Oh, okay. And so, the reason why they were hunting down Spidermans is because they're like Spidermans are powerful and they, quote unquote, are an animal totem bearer, like you know the spider. Sure, I guess. But Rhino, also 
in multiple universes. Also a totem bearer, right? He's okay. got the whole suit and stuff. That's right. I want to see like a janky worse version of the inheritors trying to take on the rhinoverse where it's just the rhinos throughout time and different universes You're just going after Alexi yeah. Russian got, last name got whatever Gwen it is Rhino Oh got Miles Rhino for whatever reason ah no it'd be Aaron Davis Rhino I guess who am I kidding Oh definitely Yeah Miles can't be Rhino, villain so yeah definitely be his uncle who has to constantly be the villain uh but no I think that'd be hilarious. I had this thought like a couple weeks back where it was like, why isn't there like an Into the Rhinoverse or like, I don't know. There's really Dr. Octopus also kind of a totem. I mean, <laughs> he has an it in his name. Yeah. In, in the Rhinoverse, they I feel like kill every version of Rocksteady as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're also of course. cutting through the TMNT and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, if only they knew there were actual turtles they could hunt down. Uh, Ooh, if only no, they knew. The, I don't think the inheritors go after people that just like dress up or call themselves animal something. Uh-oh. So Serpent Society's fairly lucky so far. That'd be another good crossover. Serpent Society, like into the serpent uh verse. I would see now that's what I'd be down for. Serpent I, you know me, I'm big, big cat villain, big super serpent society fan. I I'd love to get them. Sure. Go yeah. hunt down the Serpent Society. Spoiler probably pretty easy to yeah. do compared to they the are like people. b-list yeah. villains um they're pretty low on the on the villain tier list so yeah oh goodness gracious simeon if they wanted to buy all of these spider-mans you want all the spider all of these rhinos for into yeah. the spider-verse or into the rhinoverse? yeah if i want to you want all the rhinos for the rhinoverse either, either one i love it's both teams definitely going to be a comic that's coming out soon so you might oh, want to get course. a jump on it and go to coolstuffinc.com where they have all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Uh, it's, you know, a week past now. I think it was even last week I said it, but Avengers 60th is up on the website. Some things have already even sold out. Probably those things that we talked about on this episode. Good old uh, Clea and I believe Prime Hulk, both definitely going to be gone at this point. But They've got all the other stuff. You want to pick up a CUR, you want to pick up a couple super rares or chases even, check them out and use code DIAL5 when you do to save 5%. And if you want to use a slightly higher code, you can go to, uh, not Cool Stuff Inc. You can go to shop.wizkids.com and use Dial H10 to save 10% off on your HeroClix orders as long as it's not Iconics. And it won't work on Scott Porter's the next time around. So everything else that's HeroClix related, good to go. But yeah, not those. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Dial H for HeroClix. And like always, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional HeroClix. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100 instant deadpan humor. Over oh, okay, yeah. 60 people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fool. They made me open that out. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm gonna make hero clips like that forever.